Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. I have a very peculiar assignment this morning. And I'm going to do exactly what the Lord told me to do. On January 5 this year, which is several days ago, as I was praying after my fast, you know, we are going through the uh, 21-day fast, the Lord began to speak to me and said, many in my church, many of my prophets are biting their tongues, biting their nails, saying, is this going to work? Is God going to do it? Will God do it regarding Trump's second term? But the Lord is saying he has allowed it to go this route for many reasons. One of the reasons is because he wants to wake up the sleeping giant in his body. He wants to wake up the body of Christ to see him as a Lord that speaks and that is able to do. To see him as a Lord that is able to make his word good. As a Lord that speaks and nothing can stop it. And it surely will come to pass. And the Lord showed me in my spirit headlines, in quote, Trump wins. And in quote, the prophets were right. And I was inspired to share it with our church group. Although my flesh was screaming, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? And the Lord continues. This is exactly what I said to you earlier, that many in the church... Even some of my prophets, not all of them, are backing out. Meaning, is it going to work? Is it going to work? Is it going to work? As you all know, this is not part of the prophecy. We've already done an inauguration. But the Lord, this is the Lord again, is saying, I'm waking up my church. And I'm waking up my body. And I'm waking up my prophets. I'm bringing them to the place of thus saith the Lord with boldness. I'm bringing them to the place of thus saith the Lord like on Mount Carmel. I'm bringing them to the place where you would declare from a place of koinonia, from a place of faith, from a place of intimacy, from a place of knowledge, knowing that your God is able to do what he said he would do. That's what I'm doing in my church in this season in preparation for what's about to unfold. And the Lord said to me, I will give you a prophetic dream tonight. And today is January 5th, relative to the headlines. And I did get the dream. Now, January 6th, the Lord spoke to me while praying at 10.13 p.m. New York Post carrying the headline, Trump wins. The prophets are right. CNN, MSNBC. Fox News, all of them will say what I said. For Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is but a noise. That's the word of the Lord. Take it or leave it. I have done what the Lord has told me to do. He told me that I should start with this before we get to the message. And the message today is Alpha and Omega. I'm excited this morning. Amen. Help me welcome your neighbor. Tell them how far an omega is going to give you a revelation this morning. Come on, do it, do it, do it. I'm giving you an assignment. How far an omega will give you a revelation this morning. Whew. Hallelujah. If you can open your Bible to 1 Kings 18. Very, very, First Kings 18. So when, when the Lord told me that the message is going to be titled Alpha and Omega, I had a thought that it was going to go a certain way. So I started preparing, um, I studied up, and like I normally do, you know that Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet, and omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet, and there are 24 of them. I even have the pictures. I started digging into it and studying and, and preparing. 
And then I looked in the scripture. There are many, many references to Alpha and Omega. For example, Revelation 1.8. The Bible says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come. Revelation 22.13. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Revelation 1, 8, 1, 11, Revelation 21, 6, Revelation 22, 13, Revelation 11, 17, Isaiah 41, verse 4, 44, 6, 44, I mean 40, 48, 12. So there are so many references to Alpha and Omega. But I began to pray and I began to intercede before the Lord uh, in preparation for the message. You know, like my, one of my spiritual mentors, Kenneth he again. He used this analogy, like washing your feet with your socks on. Doesn't feel right. I just knew in my spirit that there was something missing in the message. So I kept praying and kept praying and kept praying. And so one day, I was going to pick up my daughter from a basketball game. So I left early. I got to the parking lot, and I had about 30 minutes before they were done. So I started praying. I started praying. I said, Lord, I know there's more to this message. Show me, Holy Spirit, enlighten my heart. And the Lord began to speak to me, what I'm going to share with you today. It's been bubbling in my spirit all week. The Bible says in John 1:1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. One of the names of God is Alpha and Omega. Now let's go to 1 Kings 18. I just uh, kind of laid some foundations for us to begin uh, the message. 1 Kings 18. I'm going to read verse 1, and I'm going to read verse 45. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Verse 1 and verse 45, and then I'm going to circle back. Verse 1, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Verse 45, now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and with wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. So what the Lord showed me was I spoke, and there are several events, and then it came to pass. I spoke, there are several events, some of them not palatable, some of them not going in the direction that you think it should go, but then there is Omega. Ah. I'm going to do it again. I spoke, there are several events, several days, several weeks, several months, several years perhaps, and then there is Omega. I spoke. And it came to pass. Now, before we get from Alpha to Omega, ah, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting ahead of myself right now. Whew, thank you, Holy Spirit. God told him, go present yourself to Ahab, and I will bring rain. And then in verse 45, then suddenly the cloud became dark, and then there was wind, and then there was rain. But between verse 1 and verse 45, there are several things that took place. Let's go to verse 17. First Kings 17. Then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have in that you have forsaken the commandment of the Lord and have followed Baals. Now therefore, send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent for the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. 
but Baal's prophets are 450. I'm going to pause in bracket. That was not true. Elijah thought he was the only one that was left. But there were many, many, you know, God has many, many that are speaking for him, standing for him. Verse 23, therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one for themselves, cut it in pieces, lay it on the wood and put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood and I will put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods, plural, and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. I mean, sorry, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answer, answered and said, it is well spoken. Verse 25. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourself and prepare it first, for you are many, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull which was given to them and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from the morning until noontime, saying, oh, Baal, hear us but there was no voice no one answered and they leaped about the altar which they had made and so it was at noon that Elijah began to mock them and said cry aloud for he is a God either he's meditating or he's busy or he's on a journey or perhaps he's taking a nap sleeping and he must be awakened so they cried aloud and cut themselves as was their custom, with knives and lances, until blood gushed out of them. And when midday was past, they prophesied. You know they prophesied. They prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him, and he prepared the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Verse 31, and Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar, large enough to hold two seers of seeds. The New Living Transition said two, three gallons of, of, of seed. And he put the wood under it in, in order and cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he said, fill wa four water pots with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, do it a second time. And they did it a second time. Then he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar. And he and it was so filled with the trench with water as well. Verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and I have done all these things at your word. I want you to know that everything that the prophet did was following instructions. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that you are Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell. Woo! Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and consumed the wood, and consumed the stone, and he consumed the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. Come on now. Mary Casobradea. Licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. And they said, the Lord is God. The Lord is God. And I'm saying to you, church, I'm saying to America, very soon, everybody would declare there is a God in America. Yeah. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Woo, I'm just warming up. 
And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and executed them. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink. Remember, there's a famine that was going on leading up to this. So the water, the bull was a sacrifice. There was no water in town. There was no food in town. So the water and the bull was a sacrifice. But I'm not going to get into that. But I, I just stay with the assignment that the Lord has given me. So the Bible says here, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Now, theologians are, are split on what this means. Did he really hear the sound, or he was speaking from a place of koinonia, from a place of faith? Either one you choose is fine. Glory to God. Woo, glory to God. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed down to the ground, put his head between his knees. You know, God is, God is waking up his church to learn the heart of prayer, to agonize of mine. Not be walking by sight, but be walking by faith. Doesn't matter what it looks like. When God has spoken, you stay with that. Hallelujah. And he said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked. If I was the servant, I'd be like, "Uh, master, what am I looking for? What am I supposed to be looking for? And so the first time he went, he said, um, I don't see nothing. There's nothing. You know, back then they don't have airplanes. So you don't have to worry about that. I don't see anything. So he came back and said, Master, there's nothing there. He said, go up again. Number two. Go up again. Number three. Go up again. Number four. Go up again. Number five. When are you going to give up? How long is it going to take you to give up? Four times? Five times? Six times? Ten times? A hundred times, a year, two years, three years. How long are you going to give up? We are getting somewhere this morning. So after, so he went up and looked. There is nothing. And the seven times he said, go up again. Then in verse 44, then it came to pass the seventh time. Come on, say the seventh time. That he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the east, out of the sea rather. So he said, go up to Ahab. Remember, Ahab is eating and drinking. Go up and tell Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now, I want to tell you, church, up until now, there's not a drop of rain. All that showed up was a cloud as small as a man's hand. Not a drop of rain, but he heard how far. How far said, go show yourself to Ahab, and I will bring rain on the earth. So he sent his servant, go and tell Ahab, pack up the meal. Because if you don't leave now, you're going to get drenched. But remember, three years before, he gave a prophecy. I'm shutting up heaven until my words I'm locking up heaven. God is raising up a generation that will lock up weather. That will speak to the elements. Amen? Our Lord had this same authority over water, over winds, over the ground. And Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also. And greater works shall you do because I go unto my Father. It wasn't uh, allegory. It wasn't like a, a play on words. It was literal. So go and tell Ahab, pack your bags, pack your clothes, because there's going to be rain. Now, Ahab executed, I mean, ex- exhibited some faith in this, in this regard, because when the word came to him, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Verse 45 that we read earlier. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and with wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Now, what God gave me, 
Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the God that speaks and the God that does, the God that declares a thing and he makes it good. You know, God, is, God spoke to me, said, many in my church, many of my saints, they believe in Alpha. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. They stand strong with Alpha. Thus see the Lord. They believe like a wild, you know, wildfire. But after a couple of hours, after a couple of days, after events has taken place, we begin to wonder. We are looking at what we can see. We are looking at what our senses are telling us. We are looking at the passage of time. But God is saying, I am Alpha and I am still Omega. No matter what happens, no matter what has happened, if Alpha spoke, Omega will make it good. Come on, church. If he said it, he will do it. Amen? When you look at this story, three years has elapsed. Not any drop of rain in the, in this, in the whole nation. Drought. Just like what we are going through right now. A big pandemic. Which, by the way, is going bye-bye. Glory to God. It's going bye-bye. I don't know the, t- the date because God did not give me a date. I remember the prophetic word that I gave uh, back in November or whatever that, that time was. I said by the Holy Ghost, God said, I am going to win this election. But right now, are you, are you, are you, are you in, are you in uh, what's the word? Um, are you in denial, Bishop? <laughs> did you not watch the inauguration that happened like a couple of days ago? Yes, I did. Well, I didn't, I didn't really watch it. I just watched clips here and there. I know that happened, but there's a precedent in the world. I didn't even know I was going to go into that. There's a precedent in the world. Adonijah proclaimed himself to be king. Adonijah is one of David's sons. Meanwhile, David, his heart and his mind and the intention of God was for Solomon to be king. He proclaimed himself to be king. There was a party going on. They already did the inauguration. But then they went and told King David, I said, wait a minute, did you not say that Solomon was supposed to be king? And then he picked the prophet, and there was a second inauguration. Ain't, ain't, wink, wink. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a vessel. I'm just delivering what the Father gave me. Praise the Lord. So just watch. Continue to pray, continue to be a good citizen, continue to love God, and watch the Father do what only he can do. Amen? This is not over by any long shot. If God told me that it was over, I would tell you it was it over. But that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he, you know, I, I sat down a few days ago. I meditate a lot. You know, I, I say that in my messages, and you should too, because it's the it's one of the strongholds of revelation. When you begin to think with the Holy Ghost, say, Lord, what does this mean? Show me. And you stay there. Holy Spirit, show me. And then boom, a flash of revelation will come. So I was meditating as much of the revelation of the word of God that I know from Genesis to Revelation. I began to look at Genesis and Exodus and then go through the Bible. And I began to think, has there been a time that God said something and it didn't happen? Has there been a time that God does say the Lord and it's really from the Lord and it didn't happen? And I said, Lord, you know, I was actually meditating on it from the point of, I was looking at this phrase. What God cannot do does not exist. And, you know, the, 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 the phrase in the Bible is, with men it's impossible, not with God. For with God all things are possible. So I've been meditating on that. I said, Lord, 
And I just said it out loud. I said, Lord, it's really true. There's nothing you cannot do. You know, there are many people in the church, they believe that here, mentally. They believe it because it's in the text of the book. But they don't believe it here. You have to migrate it from here to here. And you believe that there's absolutely... Somebody borrow me another one. There is absolutely nothing that God cannot do. No matter how far-fetched it seems, no matter how ridiculous it sounds, because prophet sounds ridiculous right now. Oh, we, yeah, 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 yeah. Prophet sounds very, very ridiculous right now. It's like, uh, man, those guys, they, they, they are not in touch with reality. <laughs> they are not in touch with reality. They are, they, are, they are in denial. But watch. Watch. It's a game of time. Come on. We'll all be here, and you will see it. Because God has said it. Praise the Lord. There are many people, if you look at the time of Noah. If you look at the time of Noah, there were six people. How many people? Eight people that went in the, into the ark. Eight? Eight of them went into the ark. There were eight people that were righteous before the Lord. They were praying and seeking the Lord. They were righteous. And God selected and protected them. And there have been many instances. You know, one person, one man, can turn a nation. Your one prayer of one person can turn it. Now imagine millions of us. Oh, multi-millions of us in America, outside of America. You know, what God is doing is, you know, we are, on the surface, we are playing checkers. God is playing 10D 10-dimensional game. That's what God is playing. So chill, relax, and watch what God will do. Because his name is Alpha and Omega. He has spoken and he will make it good. So what does that mean for where you are right now? What does that mean for where you are right now? Many of us start very strong in the place of Alpha, I believe Alpha. You know, I believe what he said. But you know, after a while, our faith gets weary, and then we begin to look at circumstances. We begin to look at what this, the, the news report is saying. We look, begin to look at what the doctor's report is saying. But the Lord is bringing an injection of faith into the house. I am Alpha. I am Omega. I said it. I will do it. Amen? I don't know what you have been believing God for. I don't know what you have been standing on. Keep standing, brother. Keep standing, sister. Because his name is Alpha and Omega. He's the one that said it, and he's the one that will do it. You know, the Bible says, once has God spoken, twice I have heard it. That power belongs to God. All of it. Not some of it. All of it. He sits on the throne with all power in his hand. His name is called El Gibor, the mighty God. The strong and mighty one. His name is called Jehovah Rapha. His name is called Jehovah Rohi. His name is called Ra. His name is called Yah. Come on, I'm talking about Jesus, the mighty God. He speaks and he's able to make it good. So what God has said concerning your family, your ministry, the assignment he has for you, even though it looks like there's no way on this planet that it's going to happen. Oh, there are many, many examples we can get into. You know, John chapter 11. It's one of my favorite go-to passages. The Bible said they sent messages to Jesus that your friend Lazarus is sick. Come running. Come do your thing. And the Bible said... The Holy Spirit constrained them. Hold on, son. You want to show? You want to flex? Four days dead, stinking. Maybe that situation is stinking. It's not irredeemable for Alpha and Omega. 
Maybe that situation is dead. It's not irredeemable for Alpha and Omega. God is speaking to his church this morning to see him like he was on Mount Carmel. The same God that answers by fire is still alive. He's not dead. You know, we sing that song, Our God's not dead, he's surely alive. Do we really believe that? Or is it just a song we sing to tickle our spirit man? No, he's alive. He's alive. And his power has no wind. You know, I was meditating many years ago. I began to think about, you know, the Bible says, you know that God doesn't grow in power. He doesn't grow in power. He doesn't grow in anything. He's just God. Because if God grows in power, in knowledge, in whatever else you're going to think about, that means yesterday it was less than. I mean, think about it. That means it was less than yesterday. But no, he is almighty. Ah, almighty. Almighty. Help me tell your neighbor, he's almighty. Rest your mind. Rest your mind in him. Rest your mind in him. You know, latch on to the promises of God and pack yourself there. You know, in Luke 18, the, the story of the widow and the unjust judge, I, I believe it's Luke 18. The widow kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And that's where we get the, uh, you know, keep bugging God, can keep bugging God, can keep bugging God. Maybe I'm, I'll teach about that some other day. But what I want us to see is the God is waking up bulldog, mustard seed kind of faith in the body. Bulldog. Bulldog. You know, when a bulldog latches onto anything, he's not going to let go. Latches onto you, you're in trouble. Because he's not going to let go. You know what a bulldog does? Once he grabs onto something, it's going to latch on. It's not letting go. God is saying he wants his body to believe him from alpha to omega. Amen? From alpha to omega because they are both his name, alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. No matter what happened in the middle, no matter where you are in the timeline before the manifestation, no matter what the enemy is saying, no matter what you are feeling, look unto God, look unto his promises and latch on. You know, I used to think uh, when the story of the mustard seed was talking about size, and many in the church have preached about that. And I've also found out as you study the word of God, there are multi-layers of revelations. I never thought that Alpha and Omega is going to be connected to First Kings 18 until the Lord showed me that it's connected. There are multi-layers of revelation. So when you think of mustard seed, we think of size, and that's true. But mustard seed story, or the revelation coming out of that, is also talking about the tenacious, never back down, never give up kind of faith. In fact, when you study it, the faith that starts and continues until Omega. The faith that starts and never gives up. Come what may. Come the passage of time. It doesn't matter. You start and you never give up. And one of the things that makes you have that posture is you need to sit yourself down and begin to meditate on the greatness of God. Begin to think upon how big your God is. Begin to think upon how mighty your God is. And how do you do that? You begin to look at impossible or impossicant situations that are taking place in the record of scriptures. Which one do I want to go to? Do you want to talk about the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea? How crazy is that? They got to the edge of the Red Sea. They said, now what? And that's where we are right now. Now what? 
Now you are going to see the wonders of God. God is not some effigy that you are worshiping in the back of the house and you are pouring something to. No, 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 no. He is the living God. The mighty God. The Hell Elion. El Shaddai. You want me to keep going? El Gibor. The Most High God. The God that rules and reigns in the affairs of men. The Bible says God is our God, our lawgiver, our king, and he will save us. Amen? Doesn't matter what the situation is. Doesn't matter what, what the doctors have said, what the lawyers have said, what the financial person has said, what the experts have said. What has God said? That's what matters. What has God said? So God is waking his body up this morning. It doesn't matter where you are in your faith. God is saying, come up either. Come up deeper. Come into the deeper waters. Learn more of me. I'm telling you, we are going to see the move of God like we've never seen in this decade we are stepping into. It's going to be biblical. Mighty, mighty move of God, of what God is going to do. Now, let me give us some scriptures to, to corroborate what we've been talking about. In 1 Peter 1, 9, the Bible says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. When you start believing God, there is an end. Alpha is the start. Omega is when it finished. Until you get to Omega, you keep standing. You don't give up. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Receiving the end of your faith, the healing of your body. Receiving the end of your faith, the transformation of your finances. Receiving the end of your faith, that which God has promised you. No matter what is going on, you stand and stand therefore. You stand and stand therefore. You know, there are some days when I wake up and I feel like, you know, whew, my temperature is low, you know, it's kind of low. You know what I do? I feed. I go on and feed. I bring out my Bible. I bring out messages I've preached. I bring out messages others have preached. I begin to feed on it. I begin to feed on it. I begin to feed on it. I remember my pastor in Minnesota, you know, when we were going through, a miracle was in the hospital. And, you know, the doctor's telling us, you know, all kinds of stuff. Just give up hope. It's not, it's forget it. It's, she's too small. She has all these problems. She's right there. <laughs> I didn't know she was going to be here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She's too small, you know. Just don't raise your hopes. And this is not some clinic in the back alley. This is a world-renowned clinic. So they know stuff. <laughs> so I'll call my pastor. I say, I'll, I'll, I'm God of heaven is my witness. I say, preach to me. I call him. I say, preach to me. Tell, tell me in the word of God again. I want to hear from your mouth. The word of God says, when God speaks, it will come to pass. The Bible says in Mark eleven twenty four, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, believe those things which, which you say will come to pass, it will, you will have whatsoever you say. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. After five minutes, I said, thank you, thank you, I'll see you later. Glory to God. And then I'll get my Bible out, and I begin to war with it. I begin to war with it. I remember one particular episode, we were there, there were a bunch of doctors gathered there, and they were consulting with us, and they were telling us what to expect next week, what to expect next month, blah, blah, blah. And the Lord spoke inside me. He said, son, what are you going to say? And I said, at that time, very timid, very, very quietly, I said, well, doctors, I know a doctor who has never lost a case. <laughs> I know another doctor who has never lost the case. I don't know what your batting average is, doctor, but I know you lost somebody. But I know a doctor that has never lost the case. And he's telling me that by the time we leave this place, we are living with a clean bill of health. And I'm here to declare to you, she is my evidence, we have Alpha and we have Omega. It came to pass just like God said, and I agree with him. I declared it. Glory to God. You got to see me when nobody's there in my bedroom. Monday, so Kori Baba, I declare, I declare, I declare, I'm warring. Amen? 
got to get radical. Faith is not a part-time thing. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 10.38, if we have it, Hebrews 10.38, now the just shall live by faith. How many hours a day do you live? Is it all of it? 24 hours, right, in a day. 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, except on leap year. Now the just shall live by faith. But he put a warning there. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in them. There's another scripture that says, if anyone puts his hand on the plow and draw back, it's not worthy of the kingdom. And then you jump to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance of the things that we hope for, the evidence of the things that we do not yet see. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. The elders that we are talking about, men like Abraham, men like Moses, men like the prophets, they went through the same thing. Is God going to do it? Will he do it? Will he do it? You need to get past that and begin to see Omega. You begin to see Alpha, and you begin to see Omega. Doctors have given you this and this and this. You are not going to have a baby. Uh, this is going to happen in your gut. Come on, people. Did they make you? As smart as we are, as a human race, nobody, there's no doctor that can make a body. They can fix it and do some things inside that, that's wonderful. And that, that knowledge came from God too. But there's a God in heaven that knitted you together in your mother's womb, that put you together frame by frame, molecule by molecule, bones by bone, and knitted you together. And he has the prerogative to correct whatever is wrong. Come on. I feel like I should say it stronger than I am saying it. Is Alpha and Omega. You stand, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Be immovable. Unharassable. Stand therefore. For the Lord your God is able to do what he said he would do. For his name is Alpha, his name is also Omega. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. The bigger the miracle, the mightier God rejoices. Because he shows our dependence on him. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 9, 9, 39, we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but to them that believe into the saving of the soul. God spoke to me, said, many of my people, they believe in me, God, as Alpha, but not as Omega. I want to tell you, church, he's a promise giver and a promise keeper. Let me say that again. He's a promise giver and a promise keeper. Let me say one more time. He's a promise giver and a promise keeper. That's his name. He's never going to change. You know, I was talking to God about that uh, a week or two ago. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 38, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So the God that was speaking to Moses in the burning bush it's the same God that was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's the same God in, lion, in, the, Daniel, in the lion's den. It's the same God at the tomb of Lazarus. It's the same God that is standing with you. Do you see what I'm saying? It never changes. The Bible says there is no shadow of turning with him. It never changes. He's still on the throne. In fact, there is rejoicing in heaven right now, specifically over America. Because what God has said, he will do. Over your case, what God has said, he will do. What is the stronghold of your faith? Again, you meditate on the word of God. Turn off the TV a little bit. 
and get your Bible out. Get the word of God out and begin to declare it to your spirit man. The word of God says this, and that's what I'm going to have. The word of God says this, and that's what I'm going to have. But the doctor said that, no, don't listen to the, the doctor. Listen to what they are telling you to do, you know, take your medication, take your prescription. I'm not saying don't ignore your doctor. But what I mean is listen to Alpha. Listen to Omega. Listen to Rafa, the one that can heal you. The one that can set you free. Amen? His name is Alpha. His name is also Omega. So God is saying... There are many in my church that believe me as Alpha. No problem with that. But what we have problem with is staying till we get to Omega. And God is bringing his word this morning. Look at Philippians 1.6. The Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will do what? I want everybody to say it. We'll do what? Does that sound like Omega? It begins and it finishes. There's, God has never started anything that he doesn't finish. Never. Start something and doesn't finish? No, not in the nature of God. Because he has what it takes to make it good. God is not mustering up, you know, like you go to God with a prayer request, and God is like, oh, son, you got to wait. I got I to warm up. No, 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 that's not our God. No, it's enduringly strong. There's no word for me to describe him. It's enduringly strong, mighty. Come on, church. Are you getting blessed this morning? There's a song that we sing in, in my home country. I don't know if we sing it here. And it goes like this. You are the mighty man in battle. El Shaddai. You are the mighty man in battle. Jehovah Nisi. You are the mighty man in battle. El Shaddai. You are the mighty man in battle. Glory to your name. He fights with you. He fights for you. Church, he fights with you. He fights for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You can't shake him. You can't shake him. Glory to God. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. Only those who continue... To stand to the end will be saved. We know that. You know, the Bible says, you know, when you get born again, you don't draw back and then go back into your sin and say, well, I just, I gave my life to Jesus and then then go back. That's the same principle of faith. You start and you stay. And what will help you to stay is what I'm talking about. You feed on the word of God. You feed on the word of God. For faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't come from prayer. Yes, there's a place of intimacy that you develop. Faith doesn't come from that. Faith does not come from good works. God wants us to do good works. Serve in the whatever capacity you serve in the church. Faith doesn't come from that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What is your word feeding schedule? Yay. I just touched a nerve right there. You know, many of us, we have uh, three square meals. It must not fail. Otherwise, there will be drama in the house. You know, the lion inside you will come out. Not the lion of Judah. (laughs) The other lion. But what's your feeding schedule look like spiritually? Let me close with this. The Bible says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. This is in Proverbs. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are, my words, alive to those that find them and health to all their flesh. 
My son, give attention to my words. Make it number one. Not number two, not number three, number one. Priority number one. You wake up in the morning and you feed. And then you meditate throughout the day. You begin to chew on it. You begin to chew on it. You say, Lord, show me, show me. Open my eyes to see this. Open my eyes to see this. And that's what makes you to stand from Alpha to Omega. Remember what happened in the passage you read in 1 Kings 18? After the Lord spoke to him, go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain. And then, if you follow the story, they were looking for him. They were actually hunting for him, not just looking for him. They, were, they wanted to hurt him because you caused this drought. So, long story short, he met Ahab, and then he declared the challenge. And we found out several verses later, the challenge was declared not from the pride of the prophet. He declared it because God told him to say it. Because he said, I have done all these things at your word. And he said, let your God release fire now, if he's truly God. And let's find out which God is God. So there were a couple of things that God was doing there. He was turning the heart of the nation back. First of all, that was more important to God than the water and the drought. The secondary benefit was turning the water back and releasing blessing back to his people. Amen? So after that one was done, God now said, okay, it's time for the, for the water to come. So then the question is, if God said it in verse 1, 1 Kings 18 verse 1, we read it together. Why does he need to pray? Have you ever thought about that? He went back on Mount Carmel, put his head. Have you ever done that? You know, you've got to be very flexible to do that. You're kneeling down, you put your head between your knees. That's, what, that's the way the Bible describes it. He was praying. And then he asked the servant, go and check. Nothing yet. And then he continued. How many of us will have the stamina, the boldness to stay there until Omega shows up? That's what God is saying this morning. You stay there until Omega shows up. Whatever is happening in the news, whatever the doctors is saying, whatever your finances are saying, God has spoken to me. I'm going to stand there. Immovable. There's nothing you can say to me that will shake me. I've packed myself. I've wrapped myself around the promise of God. Come hell or high water. I'm staying there. Are you with me, brothers? Are you with me, sisters? Concerning that which you are believing God for, are you with me? Are you going to stand your ground no matter what the devil is saying? Come on, church. Are you going to stand there expecting Omega to show up? Expecting God to make himself good because he's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. God never says hoops. No, he never says hoops because when he speaks, he has what it takes to make it good. God doesn't just speak like we do. We do. No, 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 no. When God speaks, he means what he said and he said what he meant. No matter what is happening in the political realm, at the governmental level, at the local level, in your life, in your marriage, in your job, no matter what is happening, if God has said it, he will do it. Come on, church. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The The name of your papa is Alpha and Omega, not just Alpha. He is able to do what he said he would do. He's able to do what he said he would do. So I want us to, in this moment, you know, it's already 12.06, even though I started late, but that's okay. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I want us to declare from your heart this morning, if you have backed away, whatever it is, it may not even be anything to do with election. Election is an assignment, and I had to obey it, no matter what. 
So I did that. So I'm talking about you now. What God has said to you about Mozambique, about what God has called you to do, and everything is going awire. It looks like God is sleeping on the throne. No, 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 no. He doesn't sleep. The Bible says he neither sleeps nor slumber. He doesn't need to sleep. He's enduringly strong. I just can't get away from that word. Enduringly strong. Mighty God. Mighty God. So I want you in this moment to begin to reconnect your heart with the Father. Areas where you are backed off. Where you have said, "Ah, I don't know if God is going to do this. I don't know. I don't know, Bishop. You know, this is so hard. This is so hard. The reason you are saying that is because you don't know your papa. Your papa be the biggest thing on the block. That's my best English. Your papa be the biggest thing on the block. And he's inside of you. The mighty warrior. If it's a battle, he specializes in battle. If it's to take somebody out without impunity. Come on, church. So take, take a moment because I'm done. You know, I want you to take a moment and reconnect your heart to the Lord. And if you haven't backed away in what you are believing God for, tell him, Lord, I believe you. I stand strong. I stand strong. I stand strong because I know you are Alpha and Omega. And what you said, you will do. And I know angels of God are here right now. They're always here. They've always been here through the service. But they are especially here to take your words to take your words to the Father. You know, they always say when they arrest somebody, they read the, uh, the, whole, the, the Hippocratic thing to them. Uh, whatsoever you say will be used against you in the court of law. <laughs> well, God is taking your words right now. So speak to him. Lord, I believe you. What you have said over my wife, I thank you. I stand my ground. What you have said concerning John Maples, I stand with you. What you have said concerning Teresa Maples, I stand. What you have said concerning Pastor Tom, I stand. We stand as a people. As a matter of fact, I want us to do something very prophetic. I know we are supposed to be social distancing, but if we can grab hands as a solidarity that we are standing, making a statement to the heavens that we are standing, we are standing with your word, we are standing firm. We are standing firm. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, as a church, as a body, we declare before the throne of grace. We declare before the throne of grace. Any area where we are backed up, Lord, we repent and we stand again. We stand again. We stand again. Because you are Alpha and Omega. You said it, you will do it. We believe your word. And we just thank you this morning. Open your mouth and tell him, tell him, tell him this morning. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We stand. We stand because your word is true. We stand because you are not a man that you should lie. We stand because you are Alpha and you are Omega. We worship you, Jesus. The God that answers by fire. The God that delivers from fire. The God that delivers from the lions. The God that parts the Red Sea. The God that heals. The God that resurrects the dead. That's the God we serve. He specializes in difficult matters. He specializes in difficult cases. He's a good God. He's a mighty God. And he will do what his word says because he will not deny himself. His name is Alpha his name is Omega. And Lord, in this moment, I lose, based on the anointing and the grace you have placed upon my life, anyone that is under any type of oppression, any type of sickness, any type of depression, I break that hold right now in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, I take authority that has been given to me by the Lord Jesus. And I release the host of heaven into every life, everyone in this room, and everyone watching. Begin to demolish the stronghold of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I release you. I command you to go now. And begin to correct that situation. Begin to reset that body part. Begin to reset that which was said in the boardroom in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. 
I want us to praise him for a minute. Father, we just worship you. We give you praise. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you. We stand. Having done all to stand, we stand. We are immovable. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 